Hey, what's up, stay tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again, with um, a little bit of another slow week of uh, sports news. Um, One story we're going to be talking about kind of happened last week, still carried on a little bit over the weekend. Um... As well as recapping last Friday's uh, Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series race over at Michigan. And we're also going to be talking about the whole Tim Tebow backlash that's going on right now with um, him. I guess not official yet, but it looks like he's going to be signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So before we get going with the show, head over to staytunesports.net. On the right-hand side there is all of our social media accounts. Follow, like, even share them out there so we can get some more fans to follow us here. And on the top of our website there is our merch tab. So in case you want to buy some nice t-shirts for the beach or, you know, campfires since the, the weather's getting a little bit nicer now, that's the place to go. That's that's where you want to get the Stay Tuned Sports merch. Um, so like I said, last Friday... The NSRA guys were at Michigan for the Stay Tuned Sports Truck Series, um, and really good race once again. You know, really, you know, this is the fourth race of the season, and Martinsville obviously was probably the, the least good one of all four, but it was still good. Um, and I'm starting to catch on to that. I may be the kiss of death. You know how I give uh, my top three guys to watch for for races. And sure enough, it hit Ben Izinga last week. Um, er, he was out early, taken out very early. Um, I want to say the first, even the first ten laps. Within the first ten laps, he was taken out. Um, Andrew Himmelman, who was another one of my picks, he was doing pretty good. And then he got caught up in one of the directs too. Now, I do think I had Chris Darling as my third pick, um, and he ended up winning it. And you know, the last 10 laps of that race, even the um, the commentators thought he wasn't going to have enough juice to stay up there. And sure enough, he, he did. And was pretty consistent the whole race. Um, raced up front pretty much the whole race, whether it was first place or, you know, top five. But he, he knew when to, to turn it on and take it over. And sure enough, he did. As far as the Stay Tuned Sports truck... Um, James Lorello, um, not the best race, but not the, the worst. You know, he pretty much was 
you know mid-pack the whole race so he's still fourth in in points um chris darling took first place in the point standings back over this week and this friday we actually are going to in this this race i've been looking forward to when they release the schedule out it's going to be bristol on dirt um a few weeks back the nascar guys actually did a iRacing on it as well and that was very interesting to watch now you put these trucks on there and from what i'm gathering listen to these guys talk it's gonna be a lot of bumping and grinding between the trucks um you know it's, it's one thing to get the cars to to slide in this dirt but it sounds like basically you're throwing bricks through the dirt um and speaking of uh chris darling um another shout out to him he ran the autism awareness truck again uh, last week and i'm actually gonna have a special guest on here in a few minutes uh to talk to him to see what he thought about the race um last week as well so before i have that guest on my kiss of death if you want to call it that which i feel bad because it's not, i actually picking these guys thinking they're going to actually be up top five top ten um every week you know i'm not trying to jinx them so uh so they get knocked out early but um it's actually going to be a bunch of young bucks uh for my picks this week i got jt pool mitchell adams and andrew himmelman again um i I think are the three to to watch i mean i know andrew's been uh practicing a lot lately uh on the track um i'm not too sure about jt and, and and mitchell but i'm solely basing these picks on i figure they're young kids they have plenty of time to practice this you know us older guys that have to work 40 50 hours a week we don't have that much time to practice so be curious to see if my picks come through this this week um obviously just like every week i'm hoping james lorello and his sts truck takes first place but after him those are my uh my three picks that i believe are going to be the racers to watch this friday at bristol dirt over on youtube uh 3y tv nine o'clock so make sure you guys tune in come join the chat with us you know uh a lot of fun times there so before i go to the next segment let me bring my guest in here andrew mcconnell who past two weeks i I guess you have been slowly becoming a a fan of iRacing haven't you depends on what what do you mean because i haven't been watching interest in racing that much lately how it is but i'm slowly becoming starting getting interested in racing but but I still need like like something like three more tracks to get me really interested. Oh. Well, the track that they're racing this week um, is Bristol Dirt. You remember the NASCAR guys doing that one? Yeah, I thought that was a dusty one. Whoever put so much dirt in there must have regretted it. <laughs> well, what did you think about uh, Christopher Darling's uh, truck that he kind of dedicated to, to you? Say, if Chris Darling was what? Listen to this. I gotta say thank you so much for driving this job and sponsoring for the autism and putting my name on there without noticing it. <laughs> that was that was pretty cool having your name on the front of the truck, wasn't it? Yeah, and nicknaming the truck Max Graphics with the rainbows and stuff. I got that really got me into the mood. I mean, like it was like a really cool truck. Even though he drives like a Ford truck, 
but still, it was a pretty fast race, though. And I kind and I also, if you're listening to this, Chris, I'd like to say congratulations on making it to the first place on the last race. Well, I'm pretty sure he'll be listening, so I'm sure that he'll he'll appreciate you thanking him. Um, <coughs> so now I just gave my three racers to watch for Bristol Dirt. I'm assuming you probably don't want to pick three. You only want to pick one. Who do you think is gonna win? Uh, I got like three. I got like three. Yeah, I do. I already know. We already know our first one, which is I definitely know you got James Loretta. Okay. And I got James. I think I'll go with Jerry Garcia though, because remember last race he was shoving Chris. <laughs> no, 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 not not Jerry Garcia. Oh. Jason Gracia is probably you're thinking of. Gee, thank you so yeah. much. I say Jerry Garcia like <laughs> like Benny <"Hey>, Jerry. <laughs> Well, they do have good ice cream, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. Uh, I do admit it, though. But he was shoving Chris. Chris, too, on the last race, too, to get him a little further. I'm pretty sure they were word teammates. Teammates, but I just don't know yet. I, I think they are, but I'll, I'll have to ask him after the show. Um, so you think Chris is going to win this week, though? Hopefully, though, because they don't remember Martinsville. Your guy just destroyed me. Like, literally, legit. Thank uh, goodness we're in seventh place, though. Well, uh, with Chris winning last uh, week, he actually took over the points, so he's leading the points for the season now. James Lorello is in fourth right now, so you're, you're still beating me in the, the point standings for the championship, but you got 13, I think, more races I for the season. Yeah, I still don't get it, though, why Bill Edwards, the wine, whiskey, and review truck driver, didn't join the last race. He was on vacation. Ugh. Yeah, so he was on vacation. Um, is there anything else you want to say? All in all, it's just that hopefully this race, it won't be this bad, though, because it's going to be Bristol. Bristol dirt? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you don't know dirt. what Bristol roadway is it's kind of larger than martinsville but it, it might be a little bit larger i'm not too sure not not too much it's considered a yeah. it's called uh yeah a short track considered yeah even though it's just a short track though but bristol is at least a little larger than martinsville because it's lots because you don't know yeah i'm pretty sure martinsville has the most accidents yeah so far so the past two weeks though me and you kind of been texting back and forth during a race you know trying to be quiet and everything in the house um so last week, I think our deal was I was going to cut the grass if Chris won, which I cut the grass. I held up my end of the bargain. Thank what, good. What are we going to bet this week? Or what are we going to... Yeah, what are we going to bet this week? Hmm. Same thing? Whoever. Let's do something a little bit different. Okay. If you win, you're going to have to make me do some extra homework. Okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah. think of like some sort of chores you want me to do. Okay. And for, if, for if Tris Darling wins, okay, wins, I will have to. I'm gonna have to make you. If you still need time to think about, it, we'll, you know. We'll, yeah, I'm still thinking about. It, yeah, but <laughs> we'll whatever it is, well, yeah. Okay, so like I said, I'm still thinking of what I'm gonna deal with Dad if I win. But Dad already knows that he's gonna do some extra homework for me in case. <laughs> case he wins in case okay so if neither of us wins whoever is a higher place well yeah that's gets to still do it yeah though. that's what we're gonna do so yeah so just in case so anyone so if we don't win if any of our truck drivers is higher than another one we that person will still do the bet okay all right um i think that's gonna be it for this segment 
So maybe maybe I'll have you if Chris wins again this this week, I'll have you on again next week to see what your reaction was. Okay. Yep. So last week there was a little incident with Mr. Tom Wilson from the Washington Capitals. Um, got a little scrum with the New York Rangers, and basically body slammed um, Panarian into the, the ground, picked him back up, and then ragdolled him a little bit more. Um, NHL, in my opinion, I think dropped the ball. You know, only finding him five thousand dollars when I personally thought he's a repeat offender. So he should have got some type of suspension. And then on top of that, you know, Sean, uh, Shane Goss's bear, who um, I want to say gently pushed Friedman, the, the Penguins guy, into the boards at the end of their game, and he gets suspended for two games. Someone who has never been suspended in his whole career. Tom Wilson has multiple suspensions in his career. And I'm not mad at him, Tom Wilson, about the Panarian thing. Because here's my feeling on it and belief that if you don't want to get hurt, don't get involved in the scrum. Now, what Wilson did beforehand um, that pretty much triggered the whole hoo-ha-ha was he he pinned down... um, Pavel Buchevnich. Uh, I can never say those names. Sorry, guys. Um, and as he pinned him down because uh, he went to jab at the, the puck to try to get into net. And that, so as he pinned him down, punched him in the back of the head. I mean, that right there. You know, I, I understand you want to stand up for your goalie and everything like that. That's the right thing to do. But you don't punch someone in the back of the head. And... That's, you know, what would start the whole fight. And then, you know, a couple days later they played, you know, had six fights within the first period or something like that. Well, now I see everybody's happy that um, Tom Wilson had an injury, I, I believe, against my Flyers, a knee-on-knee um, incident that forced him out of the game. Yes, he, he's a dirty player. I understand that. You don't want to see someone get hurt, though. You know, um, even that... That Rangers retaliation game, he didn't start on the front line. Took a couple of shifts before they put him out there. As soon as they put him out there, him and I forget which Ranger guy it was, got into the fight. And Wilson was out the rest of the game with an upper body injury, supposedly. To me, that was just, you know, a lie just to keep him out because they knew how the rest of the game was going to go. Um,. You know, everybody's mad at, at NHL for this, and th- there's no, just like every league, you know, Roger Goodell, um, Manford from MLB, <clears throat> there's no consistency. You know, again, here's a guy who is a known repeat offender, um, who was just suspended back in March, I believe it was, for like seven games for a boarding call. And doesn't get suspended for this. So they pretty much set the president by not suspending him 
that opened the door for the Rangers. Now, I, I know our good buddy King has been uh, bashing the Rangers, saying they're a bunch of crybabies, this and that. If the NHL would have suspended Wilson, the big fight, the big six fights or whatever that happened that game would never happen. And now, um, oops, sorry. And now, uh, you can't go back from it. So, like, what? So now, every time you get into a, a fight or whatever, you only get a five thousand dollar fine. That that aspect of it, I think, needs to be changed too. As far as in sports, not just the NHL. If you, it should be a percentage. You know, like if you make three million dollars, you'll be fine twenty five percent of your yearly salary. You know, three three million dollars. That's a little bit less than a million dollars. What do you think five or five thousand dollars is going to do to Tom Wilson, who's probably making a couple million? It's going to do nothing. You start hitting these guys in the pocket, then they're going to start thinking about it. you know NHL, NFL. They all say about player safety. They're worried about player safety with the concussions and CTEs and stuff like that. Well, here you have a guy punching another person in the back of the head, and it's it's not safe and how he did it I mean the guy's head was already pushed up against the ice so there's nowhere for the head to go you know it's just not a good look for the NHL once again you know it's like they take two steps forward and three steps back and especially next day after you just uh, find him 5,000 you suspend Shane Gossibear who's never been suspended in his life suspended two games if anything it should have been the other way around it should have been Tom Wilson two games and got to spare $5,000 but no for whatever reason NHL dropped the ball once again so this past week rumors started floating about um Tim Tebow making an NFL comeback. Uh, I believe actually right before the draft, um, rumors started coming out that he uh, tried out with the Jaguars as a tight end, not as a, a quarterback here. Well, the rumors, again, because I don't know if they officially sign him, but it's pretty much a done deal. He's going to be signed on to Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end to a one-year deal. And of course, here we go again with, well, he's been out of league for six years. Why didn't Colin Kaepernick get re-signed or signed to a new team? Before I touch on the Kaepernick thing, let me just say this about Tebow. I think it's a good um, sign for them on a couple reasons, for a couple reasons. You know, you just took a rookie quarterback, number one overall. So there's going to be unbelievable amount of pressure to perform right out of the gate. Not saying I'm not even saying Tebow is a Lawrence, you know, as far as quarterback talent, because he's not. He sucks as a quarterback. But he had a lot of pressure on him to perform, you know, in Denver, in the Jets, things like that. So it's a good move to help be a mentor for Lawrence to say hey this is what you, you should expect this is what how you need to handle yourself this is you know 
this is where a lot of these rookies fall apart because they don't have a mentor to keep them out of the, making the bad decisions. So this is a good move as far as that. And then on top of that, you look at the Jaguars depth chart as far as tight ends. You have Chris Manhurts, you have rookie Luke Farrell and Tyler Davis. Okay, so you got two rookies and honestly, maybe because the Jaguars are just that bad last year. I don't even remember who Chris Manhurts is. So he has potential to be a starter next year as a tight end. On top of, you could put him back as an H-back. You know, a lot of times um, when he was playing quarterback, a lot of people thought he should turn into a running back because of how he was built. Or, you know, be a tight end. Not saying he's going to be MVP this year. Not even come close to that. But I think he'll be competitive. You know, you, you know, the past five seasons, he's been in the Mets organization from single A, double A. Um, worked his, his way all the way up to spring training with uh, the big leagues. So he he's shown he's athletic. He, everybody knows he's athletic. And the fact that he's coming back as a tight end and not have to worry about being a quarterback, I don't think shape, you know, what kind of shape he's in is going to be a question because he's always been active. You know, you, we always talk about football shape. Maybe the first few games he'll he'll be good, but later in the year, I'm curious, especially with adding that extra week on this year, will he, you know, lose a little bit there, a little bit of a oomph, or however you want to say it. But I I, I like the signing. I think it's a, a good signing. Um, I don't think it gets you extra wins, but like I said, I think it helps the development of their rookie quarterback now as far as some of the pro reactions um, of him signing with with the Jaguars I forget who said it the one guy said so it pays off basically to have relations from the past well and again you know this could be strictly a mentor thing and Urban Meyer who knows Tim Tebow from his Florida days knows the type of person he is. He doesn't want to bring a, a bad apple into the, the locker room to help mentor his, his quarterback, help him out with decisions or whatnot. And then you got Devin Bush from the Steelers say, you know, wait till you come over the middle. So we're, we're crucifying a guy for taking a job at a different position than he used to play, whereas Colin Kaepernick has been offered jobs, but he turned down. Why? Because they weren't starting jobs. Tim Tebow, not guaranteed a roster spot, has to play his way onto the roster. But he took the job, he took that chance. So, if Colin Kaepernick never turned down any of the jobs that he was offered I think Seattle was one um, there was one or two other teams that offered him backup jobs if he never turned those down then okay I would, I would say maybe you would have a, a little gripe here but he turned down jobs 
You got no leg to stay, stand on. Sorry. But I'm pulling for Tim Tebow. I'm hoping he is at, at best, at minimum, decent. At best, I mean, shit, if he scores 20 receiving touchdowns, it'd be hilarious to see that happen. And up next, we have our Combat Corner, which is sponsored by Bet Angles, expert sports betting picks and research tools for only $10. So make sure you guys head over to betangles.com to help you out on your DraftKings or your FanDuel picks, especially with this weekend being a UFC 262, Michael Chandler versus Oliveira. You know, looking at the card, it looks like another good card. A um, couple of fighters kind of in a, a fork in the road. Type, uh, type fights here. Um, just to run down the, the main fight card, like I said, main event, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler for the lightweight belt. Don't forget um, the Eagle, Nurmagomedov um, gave up the belt. Co-main event, Tony Ferguson versus Benel Durish. Before them, Caitlin uh, Chukagan versus Vivian Aruju. Shane Burgos versus Edson Barboza is right before them. And then kicking off the main card with also our first pick of this UFC two, uh, 262 combat corner pick is Matt Schnell versus Rosario Bonterian. Um, I'll be honest, I, I kind of heard of Matt Schnell, not so much of the other guy. Uh, so I'm going to go with Matt Schnell here just because, you know, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting darts in the dark here. Um, after that, after that though, Shane Burgess versus Edson Barboza. This is a good fight. I've seen a couple fights of Shane, a lot of fights of Edson. From what I remember of Edson Barboza, he has a lot of leg kicks, a lot of weird um, angles he he comes from with them. And curious to see, you know, after what happened to Chris Weidman a couple weeks ago. Are we going to start seeing some of these fighters not throw so many leg kicks? Now, as far as this fight, um, I'm going to go Edson Barboza just because I, I think one of those, he's going to keep throwing those leg kicks like he normally does. And I think one does connect with uh, Shane Burgos. Um, I think this does go a couple rounds, though. You know, it's probably going to be a three round fight. I think sometime in the third round, you, you'll, you'll see the, the stoppage there. Um,. After them, we have Caitlin uh, Chikagan versus Vivian Arzu. Um, going with uh, Chikagan here. She seems like a gatekeeper in a way. Um, fought for the belt a few fights ago. Just can't beat that top uh, competition, you know. Um, but yet the lesser competition, she pretty much mauls. So I think she will come out on top. I think she'll probably when using her wrestling but eventually winning by a decision um, this next fight the co-main event to me in my mind is a, a, a fork in the road you know crossroads here for Tony Ferguson um, was on a, a tear a few fights ago and then just fell apart it's almost like you know is his prime done you know, just like uh, Cowboy Sharoni, even though, Jesus Christ, Dana. Dana White coming out this past week saying that he'll give Cowboy one last chance to go out on a winning uh, 
winning fight. Cowboys on a six six fight losing streak, man. I mean, I hate to see the guy go like this, but but as far as Tony Ferguson, he may be in that same conversation. You know, if he if he doesn't beat Benel Derish, who's a tough, tough competitor. It could be the end. It could be done. You know, he, he could be done. And unfortunately, I think Tony Ferguson is one of those guys that refuses to stop fighting. And someone's going to have to stop him from fighting. Whether it's people just stop um, signing him to promotions. But as far as this fight, I, I think Tony finds it. I think he figure out, figures out a way to win this fight. This should be a war. Um, Benel is a, another hard fighter don't um doesn't matter where it's at he he'll he'll fight standing he'll fight on his back but i think tony ferguson pulls out a decision here in a very entertaining fight between these two then a main event charles Oliveira versus michael chandler for the lightweight belt um a lot of interesting storylines that could come out of this and i think they all have to do with what happens if Michael Chandler wins? If Michael Chandler wins, does uh, the Eagle come out of retirement? You know, Chandler has brought up his name a few times, trying to goad him to come out of retirement. But if he doesn't, does Conor McGregor go after him? After And that's if Conor beats Dustin Poirier. So whoever wins the Poirier and McGregor fight automatically will get a, a title shot. I mean, who else would there be to put their name in there? Even if Tony Ferguson wins, I think you ha- would have to try to match up a ferguson Gaethje fight first before you could try to give one of them a, a title shot. But, I mean, and then Oliveira, who's just peaking at the right time. He's kind of like the Tony Ferguson from a couple years ago. He strung a, a few fights together I'm not really sure I mean he's probably about four or five fight win streak going on right now you know um, and I, I think he could beat Chandler but the thing is I think Chandler will win this um, I think a lot of people might be thinking Chandler's going to knock out Oliveira but I think this one's going to go to the decision it's just that Chandler's got to be careful Oliveira is very good on his back Chandler's a good wrestler, but he's he's a decent striker too. So I think he's he's gonna try to I think the game plan for him would be to try to keep it standing and then win it that way, which I think that's how it goes. I think Chandler's gonna win by decision. But I, I think another close fight though. You know, so and then after that, I probably wouldn't mind seeing Conor McGregor versus Chandler. But on the flip side, a Poirier-Chandler striking match would be interesting, too. So that is our Combat Corner, which is sponsored by Bet Angles, expert sports betting picks, and research tools for only $10. So head over to BetAngles.com for all that expert sports betting stuff, um, especially with a couple more months, and then we have fantasy football kicking back up. Pretty sure they can help you out there as well. So... I think that's going to be it for this week. 
just want to thank my son for being on before Andrew make sure you guys tune in this Friday over on YouTube at on 3Y TV for Bristol Dirt watch the Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series at 9 o'clock um, come join us pretty fun time a lot of good people in the chat so till next week it's your good friend Jimbo signing out